With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello again, everybody. It is time for the Mainland Podcast, episode number 250. Insert party noises and streamers here. Our 250th episode, I'm Michael Citro. I am the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com, the SB Nation website that covers Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, all things soccer-related in the city. Beautiful. Joining me, as always, up in Tallahassee, co-host of this program, David Rowe. How are you? I'm, you know, I was uh, it, it, I was a little beat down today, but then I remembered that this was number 250, and that uh, that got the blood pumping and uh, the excitement going, and how cool is it that we've uh, made this milestone? It just means that we don't know when to give up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably true. If oh, well, we had, we're here. If we had given up years ago, we wouldn't have had to do 250 of these shows. I think I've done like... 170 of them with you i think something like that i don't remember yeah yeah i came in somewhere in the 70s so yeah so anyway uh yeah so we don't have any orlando city orlando pride games to break down because both teams had the weekend off international break and whatnot but the uh you know things things happen man things things happen still we have uh we have uh, yeah, we have international stuff going on, all kinds of it, and uh, you know, the uh, you know we talked about the U.S. men's national team winning the league's cup, which was kind of cool, or nations league, league's cup, nations league, nations league cup. They call everything Whatever. the same damn three names. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the nations league. Uh, and then they played again because why not? They played again yeah. and. Um, you know, put uh, put some different folks out on the pitch, including Daryl DK, the uh, the well known Orlando City striker Daryl DK. The Daryl DK that should have maybe been in the Nations League final, but wasn't. Oh, maybe. I mean, you you could make that case, but uh, you know, since since uh, the U.S. won it, I guess there's no sense really quibbling about it. Um, no, I guess not. But, uh, you know, this this Daryl fella, he was involved all night in the friendly against Costa Rica. He uh, he was part of the buildup for the first goal. His shot was blocked. And uh, as he was about to recover and take a second shot, oh, that sneaky Brendan Aronson swooped in like a vulture and uh, and scored. So he, he, he vultured Daryl's goal and made it one nothing. But Daryl would score the second one. And uh, open his account and make it to nothing. He also had a couple of passes that uh, are really just unbelievably bad shots, uh, or a bad shot on one, and a really good save on the other prevented Daryl from from posting a couple of assists in this game. But uh, the U.S. went on to win comfortably. And uh, you know what you think of Daryl's performance? Uh, well, 
one, that goal was a very professional goal. And, and what I mean by that is he, he, he got in behind, he took his time, he picked his head up, he looked at, you know, where he wanted to take the shot, even as the defender's coming up behind him, and I'm sure he can hear him, very calmly slotted it in. It didn't look like anything special except for the fact that it was, like I say, very professional. To give uh, Aronson a little bit of uh, credit, he did speak very highly of DK in his comments after the game, you know, praising his his abilities and how nice it was to play with a, uh, you know, a big player like that up front. So, you know, I, I won't uh, I won't begrudge him too much uh, taking that goal away from from Daryl. But uh, no, I mean, look. First, uh, first international goal for the big man, and uh, I'm I'm all there for it. Yeah, I mean, you got to do it somehow, and and that was a a really good ball from from Mark McKenzie. It was really a great run by by Daryl, and um, you know he got in behind so clearly that he had all kinds of time to just pick out his spot and go, and and mm-hmm. he did it and scored, and uh, you know got. Got to get that first one out of the way before you can go on to break records and stuff like that. First step of a journey. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, no pressure, Daryl. You don't have to go out and break the scoring record, the all-time scoring record for the U.S. men's national team. But, you know, to to quote uh, a guy who owns another MLS team in this league, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> All right, Dave. Um, Pedro Galese and Sebas Mendez are in South America. They are in Brazil playing in the Copa America. We're not going to see them for a few weeks, so they will not be part of the the arduous road trip that the Lions have this weekend when they travel to take on Toronto FC at Exploria Stadium. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough, but that's what happens when you have good players. Sometimes they're away on international duty, and it's next man up type of situation. So, indeed, but that's going to open up some uh, some playing time for others. We are hearing that uh, Udi Rossell has returned to uh, training and is training fully, unrestricted. So uh, that means only what six more weeks before he can start playing. Something like that. Uh, we have to do the conversion, the Oscar Barreja conversion math. Yeah. So it's possible Rosell could start to feature in some of these games. Um, and Andres Perea obviously will be a part of that as well uh, to shore up that uh, spot that Sebas Mendez leaves behind. We're going to get our first look at Brandon Austin. Are you nervous at all about Brandon Austin? Uh, well, yes, of course, I'm a little bit nervous about him. First MLS start, uh, he hasn't been in the league. He's coming in for one of the better keepers in the league in, in, uh, Pedro Galeses. So that is, uh, that's always going to be a concern. However, you and I trust, uh, Luis Muzi and Ricardo Moreira to go out and get the right type of guys that, need to step up. So, you know, a little bit worried, but not, not overly. So I'm, I'm anxious more so to see what he can do. Yeah, same. And I think that the defense has played pretty well. So, uh, you know, if Brandon isn't called on to make too many saves, then, you know, things uh, should go pretty smoothly, but um, you know, he, he seems to be a talented guy. I don't think you, you pop up at a, a major club like Tottenham without 
having something going for you. So we'll we'll get our first glimpse of him. And El Pulpo is is uh, going to be away for a little bit. And you know, last year when he was gone, you you had the the steady hand of Brian Rowe. Uh, you mm-hmm. knew you weren't you weren't going to get spectacular from him, but you knew you were going to get you know steady, solid play, and that's what they got. And those points that Brian Rowe helped win got Orlando not only into the playoffs but into a uh, a home game in the playoffs last year. So, you know, Brandon Austin's got uh, got some skills, and we're going to get to see them on display, and hopefully they'll be uh, as good as advertised or better, so we can. Uh, you know, we can keep watching Orlando City compile points, and uh, these are some some big games coming up. Some big opponents. Uh, Toronto obviously is a is a conference matchup, and a, a team that has been a, a a bit of a problem for Orlando City in the past. Uh, they won't have the Josie Altador factor because Josie has been uh, banished to go train by himself <laughs> until they figure out what they can do with him. Um, yeah. It, which is interesting. I was going to have Mitchell Tierney back on, but I mean, the team's played two games ago, and really, that's literally the only thing that's changed for Toronto since since then. And and also, they're they're going to be missing some players as well. Uh, Solta, uh, Soltado, Soltado. You say Soltado, I say Soltado. Let's call the whole thing off. But um, yeah, uh, their deep, their new DP is is. Um, you know, he's not going to be there. So uh, he was the guy that created a lot of problems for Orlando City and creating crosses and, and, and getting down the wing. So, you know, it's still not going to be an easy game because it's a conference game. And, of course, it's a road game. And road games in MLS are very tough, even if you play them at home. <laughs> yeah, the most ridiculous thing is having to talk and write about how we are going on the road to Exploria Stadium and all the things that means which i'm not even sure i know everything that that means you know are they in the same locker room do they got to go to the visitors locker room what uh, somebody explain that to me all i know is i had to apply for credentials a different way uh by emailing (laughs) toronto's communications people so uh yeah wasn't able to uh to do it the normal way but uh you know the interesting thing is dave before you and i reconvene for episode 251 there's actually two games uh between now and then because the Lions will be at home next Tuesday night against the San Jose Earthquakes, and that'll be a wrap for their Western Conference games this year. Yes, it will. Now, when you say at home, are we talking about Exploria Stadium? Yes, this time San Jose will travel across the country because that makes sense. Um, and yes. you know, and they will they will be playing here. So, uh, yeah, the, the Quakes are coming in, and uh, you know they've been a team that's been red hot or ice cold. Uh, you don't know what Earthquakes team is going to show up on any given night, but uh, maybe we'll be able to to find out more about them uh, in a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was int- it's interesting that those are the teams that that Orlando got, you know, at Kansas City for the second straight year, and then mm-hmm. at home against San Jose. So uh, I don't know. It, it's it is what it is. Uh, Dave, there was a signing today, as you and I record this on Tuesday the 15th. The uh, the Lions have signed their 11th homegrown player in the club's history, and it is Thomas Williams, a defender. He's 16 years old, 10, 16 years, 10 months old, the, the youngest signing uh, of all the homegrowns. Uh, Tommy Redding was previously the, uh, the youngest at uh, just over 17 years, uh, but uh, Thomas Williams is six foot four, and he's only sixteen years old. Uh, 
that says to me this is a guy who could still grow an inch or two and be a real beast in the middle on aerial balls. Yeah. How would you like to have uh, somebody 6'3", six, 6'4", six, out there? And as you and I know, they're going to put on a little bit more weight as they, they grow a little older. Beast is the right term, you know, for his potential in there. Plus, as I just mentioned, you know, we, we trust the guys who are doing the signings. And it's even though, you know, he's been with the club um, in the academy, OCB, it still uh, still says something that they've signed him to a first team contract. Yeah, it, I think it speaks highly of what they think of him. Uh, he, you know, Luis Muzi said in the press release that he's got good ball skills. That tells me he's good with his feet. If he's good with his feet, that's good because everybody's playing these systems out of the back now. And Oscar Pereja certainly likes playing out of the back and building out of the back. Um, so you're going to have to have someone that has good feet, good ball skills back there. You know, this is a kid who's going to learn from Antonio Carlos, Robin Janssen, Rodrigo Schlegel. So he's learned from some pretty solid players. And if he's ready to start playing here in a few years, um, you know, and become a regular and, and rotate in and that kind of thing and, and get some games here and there over the next couple of years. And then when Robin Janssen is, uh, you know, getting a little older and, and, and moves on to another team or retires, you know, he could, he could feature. And, you know, you got this Carlos Janssen, uh, connection for the next couple of years at least. And then, you know, you may have Schlegel and, and this Williams kid, um, you know, could be pushing for playing time. I mean, it, it, it really seems like they're trying to take care of the future at that position. The way I look at it, right now we have the, the three center backs, like you mentioned, we've got Janssen and Carlos and Schlegel, and there's maybe a primary two with, with Janssen and, and Carlos, but Schlegel can step in and there's not a big drop off. This is like, as you said, when Janssen leaves, now we, we maintain that three center back, uh, you know, core and they're able to sub in and out as needed, keeping the back, uh, you know, keeping Pedro Glaze or whoever's in goal in a good stead. Yeah, Dave, we got stuff happening. I'm going to try to loop in a guest as we do this. Uh, this recording. We have not tried to do this in quite some time, but I'm going to see if this works. Um, it's the 250th. We might as well give it a shot. Yeah, let's let's try this. Uh, let's try adding uh, a guest to tell us a little bit more about uh, one of our upcoming opponents. Hello, Alicia. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. That was awesome. We just did a lot. We're, we're still recording, and we brought you in. We looped you in, and it was seamless. This is great. <laughs> So, Alicia, thanks for being with us. You, of course, cover basically every team that plays in California. Yep, that's right. (laughs) Uh, We are going to see the San Jose Earthquakes. It'll be Orlando City's uh, second and final Western Conference opponent of the year, unless they meet one in, in, you know, a a different competition um, or in, uh, you know, in the final. Uh, San Jose has been an interesting team. Give us a little overview of of what the Quakes have been this year. Yeah, the Earthquakes, uh, right now, they're in a little bit of a slump. They've uh, been losing several games in a row um, heading into the the big MLS break. And so, you know, it's it's not going super at the moment, but I will say that uh, even throughout this rough patch that they're going through uh, up to now, 
uh, they've been playing pretty well. I think they've arguably, arguably been playing as well as they have ever under Matias Almeida. Um, the team seems to have some cohesion. They're in every game. You know, one of the problems they've had in the past is that uh, sometimes they get blown away. Uh, knock on wood, so far they haven't had any results like that. Um, no games where the, it, it's really gotten out of hand for them. Um, and they've had uh, a few really good wins as well. So um, in general, I think they're playing pretty well. But the fact that they're uh, on a four-game losing streak is a concern. And um, obviously something that if they you know, truly want to be a, a playoff team this year, you know, they're going to need to get over that quickly and, and start picking up results again. Now, where are those breakdowns coming from? Is it on the offense, defense? Is it differ by game? What, what are you seeing? I would say in general, their defense has been, I think, pretty stout. Um, overall, like I said before, they, you know, that they've had a, a pension in the past for, you know, having games where they give up five, six, seven goals. They haven't been doing that so far. So I think, um, kind of in terms of what soccer teams normally do, I think their defense is is really pretty competent. But um, I think they've been they've had a lot of bad luck lately when it comes to attack. Um, they've had a couple games where. Uh, they've they've uh, had a lot of shots and just nothing could go in and they just need kind of that uh, proverbial you know one to go off somebody's backside and kind of get the the luck back on their side. Um, they had a game against, uh, for example, the Seattle Sounders a little while back, and the Sounders scored on their only shot on target of the game, and uh, Seattle ended up having like 30 shots and uh, or San Jose had 30 shots and Seattle went down uh, a player and. I mean, it was just one of those games where it's like, oh, nothing's going to go right here. Like, it, you know, they, they were doing everything right except for scoring. And so that's been a little bit of an issue lately uh, during the slump is is getting the ball in the net. And I think that's the thing that they're uh, going to be really eager to overcome, I think. So, Alicia, how close to full strength uh, is San Jose going to be? How's the squad in terms of is there going to be some pieces? Are, are there going to be pieces missing for Copa America or anything like that? Uh, there's one player missing for Copa America, which is uh, Marcos Lopez. Is uh, Normally they're starting left back, but uh, he's had some injury issues and he was called up uh, earlier. So uh, they've been playing. I think Paul Marie has been uh, deputizing for the most part in, at left back. But there's also Shea Salinas, who's a, a, a veteran of the league. Um, he can step in as well. And then uh, they have a couple guys who they are comfortable playing on the left at times who normally play on the right. So... Um, I think Lopez is good, but um, I, I don't think it's going to be the kind of thing where like the team falls apart uh, <laughs> in his absence. So I think they can probably weather it, but you never know. That's that's always the concern when you have uh, guys go out on international duty, especially for the Copa America, which guys are going to be gone for a long time. So we'll see what happens. Now, of course, our listeners may not get a chance to watch them play a lot. What type of system, what type of attack uh, does San Jose run? Yeah, so San Jose is kind of like the extreme end, I would say, in, in terms of tactics. If you're looking for something different in MLS, this is uh, kind of, this is your team, basically. Uh, they play a, a very high-pressing style. And I know that the press has come into some vogue around MLS. Um, obviously, the, the Red Bulls uh, play their own version of press as well. Um, this one's a little bit different. Um in addition to pressing hard, the Earthquakes do a man-marking system, which uh, I believe DC United has started uh, incorporating, but otherwise it's pretty much unique to MLS. Um, so 
essentially what happens is the ball uh, gets, you know, sprayed around the field and the earthquakes are trying to make chaos at any given time, right? Like they're trying to mess up the game, make the opponent uncomfortable. Um, and in that they hope to, you know, take advantage, uh, get a chance, get a breakaway, that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's kind of similar to, uh, to an extent of what Leeds United do in England. Um, Matias Almeida is a, a, one of the disciples of Marcelo Bielsa. So um, it's the closest that we have to a Bielsa um, team in MLS. And, um, you know, sometimes I think there's people who really find it a very weird style if it's something you're not used to seeing. Um, but obviously Almeida has been around for a few years now. So I think most people have kind of grown accustomed to how San Jose play to an extent, but even so I would definitely say as far as tactics are concerned, it's, it's on an extreme uh, in this league. It's, it's not your meat and potatoes four four two. It's, it's pretty much the opposite of that. So the, the, the team San Jose scored like nine goals in a three game span or during winning streak and then has one in the last four Where's Chris Wondolowski been, and, and has has his form tailed off a bit, or uh, or is this just one of those you know normal segments of the season that kind kind of comes and goes, kind of ebbs and flows? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, so Wondolowski is playing as a sub now, so he uh, usually comes on around the 60th minute and then gets a run to to see what he can do at the end of the game. They had one game at Real Salt Lake where he uh, pretty much wreaked havoc. He came off the the bench with uh, San Jose trailing by a goal and ended up scoring too late to, to win the game. So he still has, I think, uh, the, the capability to score. And, and he's a poacher. He's not a guy who is speedy. He's not a guy who needs to be on the ball a lot. So, you know, he has a skill set that I think can uh, prove useful uh, even at his advanced age at this point. Um Having said that, he because of his age, he is not kind of the main scoring threat at this point. And, and that's, I think, where some of the issue comes in. I mean, one of the things that this team has been trying to do for, let's say, five years now has been trying to find the successor to Wando, and, and they haven't done that yet. Um, Cade Cowell is coming through, and I think he's been really, really good. Um, he's a bright spot for the team. Uh, and he started out hot uh, this season, and, and I think he was one of the architects of all that really strong start to the season he's only 17. So I think it's, it's a little bit too much to ask for him to score, you know, 25 goals in a season and carry your attack throughout. Um, but I definitely think there's a lot of promise there beyond that. I think there are some major questions. Uh, Andy Rios is their second highest paid player. Um, and he really doesn't seem to be able to hit the broad side of a barn right now. Um, and he, he's never really a prolific scorer. And the fact that he makes so much money has kind of turned the fan base against him. So um, that's a little bit of a of a pickle right now, but um, yeah, I think the the big thing is is really figuring out who's going to be scoring the goals. I think to an extent, this team is always going to be a, a score by committee kind of team, but I think they probably would have liked to have gotten some reinforcement, uh, more reinforcement this season. They got uh, Chofis Lopez from Chivas, and he's off to a decent start, but they really could use I think one or two more starting caliber attackers. Uh, and they haven't gotten those yet. I don't know if those are coming in the summer transfer window, which obviously is going to be right around the corner here um, or not. But uh, I think that's really something that they sh- should be addressing. And I don't know if that's going to be coming or not, although they say they are going to be uh, working to make some moves because they have two open DP slots at this point. Uh, looking on the other side of the ball, obviously you said that they've given up you know, some multi-goal 
games, what types of goals are they letting in? You know, where are those, where are those defensive breakdowns uh, happening? Uh, I would say it's it's kind of a combination of things. Uh, last season, one of their big problems was giving up set piece goals. Um, it was a huge issue for them. I think so far this season, it, it hasn't been as bad, but I, I do believe they've given up at least one or two set piece goals along the way. Um, but I think they've had more of an issue with kind of run of play things. And, and let me make something clear when it comes to their system. Uh, I think it's it's not the end of the world if they if they concede a goal, right? Because they play a very high risk style of of, of soccer. Um, the idea is that okay, we concede one goal, but we're going to score three, so it's no big deal. Um, and you know, <laughs> the problem when you don't score goals uh, in return. Um, but no, I think uh, I think for the most part, like I said, I think they're kind of in the normal range of what a you know what an MLS defense looks like at the moment. They could also probably use some upgrades in central defense as well, but um, I, I think they, they're off to a pretty good start, even in spite of uh, these recent results. And, you know, like I said, for that that game against the Sounders, for example, they gave up a Galazzo uh, against the Portland Timbers uh, the following game. I think there was a couple in transition. So, you know, there's there's different ways that they're doing it. I don't, to me, I don't see one kind of, pain point I think it's kind of a variety of, of things but again I think their defense has been you know really pretty pretty solid so far this season all right Alicia before we let you get out of here just a couple more quick questions one I just want to uh, get your opinion on what you think is the what's the the smart way to attack San Jose when the other team has the ball obviously they they like you to have the ball because then they want to take it away and, and go into transition and create um, you know, overloads and that kind of thing. Um, but what is the what is the the, the recipe to success for um, you know when you have the ball against San Jose? Yeah, well, I think actually they you know one thing one way to really beat them uh, pretty pretty well would be to get in transition yourselves, right? So like if 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 they're running down on a fast break on one end, you get the ball, uh, ping it up as quickly as possible, one pass, two pass, uh, that kind of thing, and and that's something that I think uh, they struggle with because their system is not really built for that kind of thing. Um, on top of that, I think if you're kind of in sort of a traditional setup where you're uh, in possession and you're trying to work up field, um, I think having multiple options kind of running at goal, which I know is sort of a you know sort of a standard, but if you have some you know several goal dangerous players like making runs constantly. Uh, at some point, they're bound to to lose, you know, track of one of those guys, and and he may be able to get a, you know, a, a nice uh, shot, a nice tap in, something like that. So, uh, to me, I think that's something that uh, they're fairly vulnerable at, and and something that they can, uh, you know, opponents can take advantage of. All right, and finally, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I'm going to ask you. Where do you think this game will be won and lost? You know, what's the key matchup for you, and and what's your score prediction? Uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, we have another game in the meantime. So uh, you know, I'll, I'll be really curious to see kind of what you know the, how the team looks after the break coming out of that. So um, you know, I'm not trying to deflect at all, but you never know when you're off for three weeks, then you have a game, and then you have another game really quickly. Um, how things are going to look, but. I think the the big thing is uh, again if if the Quakes can actually find their scoring touch, it, you know if they can go up early, if they can put some pressure on the opponent on the road, I think that that would be really great for them. And if it, it if it's another game where they're really struggling to, um, 
get quality chances or they have quality chances, but none of them go in. Um, it could be a, a long night because I know that Orlando is uh, really pretty potent nowadays. So, um, you know, that's something that I think they really sh should want to take some initiative and they, they typically do. That's that's kind of their bread and butter. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they, you know, how they look. And, and I think that they're going to want to to really push the, the tempo and see if they can uh, jump out to a lead and, and see what happens. Uh, will that happen? We'll see. You know, that's the big question, of course. Uh, as far as the scoreline, um, you know, I think if they if they got into a little bit of a shootout, I think that they'd be pretty happy with that. So if we saw like a 2-2 uh, at Exploria, I think that they would uh, take that with both hands and, and go on back to San Jose with that. All right, Alicia, where can people find your work on the Internet? Uh, you can find my work on the internet a lot of places. You can find my work on uh, the San Jose Earthquakes at centerlinesoccer.com. You can find me on Twitter at Soccer Musings, and I uh, usually promote my work for the various sites. But, uh, yeah, you'll definitely find my quick stuff there, too. All right. Alicia Rodriguez, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate it on short notice. That was my fault. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. That was great, Dave. Yeah, something a little different for the uh, celebratory podcast. I like yeah, it. Yeah, we got our guest in, and we got our guest uh, early in the show, earlier than normal. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we've got uh, a few more things that we want to talk to on episode 250 before we get out of here, and uh, we'll get to those other topics right after this. And we're back, Dave, and we've got a few more items on our checklist of things to talk about. We, uh, we want to talk a little bit about the U.S. women as we are recording this. Uh, the U.S. has gone 2-0 and in the summer series, uh, defeating Portugal 1-0, and then uh, Jamaica 4-0. And that was an eventful game for the Orlando Pride because the... Uh, the uh, Portugal, or I'm sorry, the Jamaican defense gave up a penalty, and it just happened to be Pride center back Kanye Plummer that gave up the penalty. Uh, oh. And then on the fourth goal, uh, that was an Alex Morgan header, and uh, so Alex back on the score sheet, and she scored four times in NWSL regular season action, and then she's gone and played a couple international games and scored another goal. So I think Alex is in form. I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, that's a lot of goals in a fairly short amount of time, so it's it's not really a uh, question, is it? <laughs> no, I should not have done the little lift of my voice at the end of that. That's what indicates it's a question, and it wasn't <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> so the U.S. <laughs> have, yeah, the one more game left in the summer series for the U.S. women. They play Nigeria tonight as this drops on uh, Wednesday the 16th. Uh, and then that will close out the summer series, and then hopefully everybody will be back in time for the weekend and a game against Gotham, New, Jer New Jersey slash New York Gotham FC uh, comes to Exploria at six o'clock on Sunday. Uh, our Sean Rollins will be covering that. It's normally it's normally Scott uh, Carnavale, but uh, Scott is traveling, I believe, or maybe he's got like a myriad of weddings. I don't remember. There's always something going on in that guy's life. <laughs> so he's a little like me, I think. Um, 
Only yeah. he only he doesn't have the weight of all the extra years that I have. So he should be very energetic, and he's not. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe this time doing these weddings will get him energized yeah. or something. I don't, I don't remember. Know. I know last time he left, it was a trip to Mexico. I know he's got stuff going on, and then uh, you know he's actually not going to be with us that much longer because he's got so much stuff going on that he's actually going to be finishing his time with us. Actually, on the 4th of July, his uh, his coverage of the game against North Carolina, the Pride against North Carolina, will be his his last feature for us, which is sad because Scott's been around for a long time. We, yes. we uh, really appreciate his contributions for the site. He's been around a while. He's like he's almost one of the OGs. He's not quite an OG, but he's he's been around longer than most. So, uh, but Sean has been uh, you know doing great work with OCB over the years, and now he'll shift over and, and take over the pride duties um, for Scott when Scott is away. And that starts, uh, you know, with this this pair of games coming up. This is a very busy, congested fixture schedule for both the pride and the Lions because, you know, we, we already talked about the Lions going to, going to Toronto in Orlando on Saturday yeah. and then hosting San Jose on uh you know, on Tuesday, and that's a you know that's a quick turnaround when you have to come back from the road, yep, and and play at home a couple days later. That's well, you that... have the travel day. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that's wonder if good. Oscar's going to give him Sunday off. <laughs> <was like>, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, Sunday's a travel day, and then then we'll get back at it Monday. Uh, but yeah, San Jose and Toronto, and then the Pride have Sunday against Gotham, and then on Wednesday they have an a ridiculously stupid afternoon game against Kansas City. I still don't know why this is a 2 p.m. Wednesday game. Because reasons? And, you know, it's a stupid time against a stupid team that won't pick a stupid name. Kansas City is still not named itself. Yeah. Good job, Kansas City. Really stepping up to the plate there, aren't you? Just name yourself the barbecue. Barbecue, Kansas City barbecue, yeah. Or I say, you know, get that, get that sponsorship going. Call yourself Casey Masterpiece. Boom. Yeah. Done. done. Yeah. I'll take a very small cut for that uh, suggestion. We I mean, talk about a uh, talk about a jersey sponsor. Jeez. Yeah, it'd be great. So yeah, the the Pride have a couple games in a few days. The Lions have a couple games in a few days. In fact, the Lions, Dave, will come back next Wednesday. We'll record. We won't have to worry about the Pride game because that will be hours over with. And we'll record and we'll get ready for a trip to Inter Miami on the 25th, as the the Lions actually have three games in seven days. Because cool. Yeah. The only good part of that is two of them are away, and yet all of them are within a few hours of each other. Exactly. Yeah. Two, uh, when the schedule came out, this looked a lot worse. It really did. It's, it's like, wait, they're going to go to they're going to Canada, then they got a home game against a California team, and then they go to Miami. But no, since Toronto is actually now also in Orlando, it's, it's not as bad. The local Canadian team. Yeah. Yeah. So, lots going on. We're going to have probably a long podcast next week. That's what I'm trying to get at here. <laughs> Fair warning, everybody. Fair warning. So, we should do what we can to shut up and get 250 over with quicker. 
And okay. so we'll let's move on to our next topic, which is going to be a mailbag, Dave. There's two ways right. that people can ask us anything. You can ask us anything by emailing us at themainland at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at themainland is that Twitter account, and use the hashtag AskTMLPC, and you always spell main like a lion's mane, M-A-N-E, and you use the word the, you can't just say mainland, it's got to be the mainland. So that's how you do it. There's two ways, and we do have an email this week from our wayward friend, David Victor. Ah, perfect. And... Let me tell you, Dave, exciting news in the David Victor household. Okay. Uh, he says, been a couple weeks since his last question, so forgive the delay. Katie and I got engaged, and we just bought a house. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations, you guys. Seriously, that is absolutely awesome. And we'll be expecting our invitations to the wedding. And the housewarming party. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll bring so, gifts. Yeah. We'll bring beer. <laughs> well, I, I, th- I thought that's what I said. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. They're synonyms. Yeah. yeah. Gifts, so, <laughs> congratulations to David and Katie, both listeners yes. uh, of the podcast. Both have asked questions multiple times on this podcast. And, of course, who, who we will never forget, the wax job. Yes. yes, let's face it, Katie's gotten the better of the questions between the two of them. So uh, that that doesn't sound like a question from no. Victor. Does the, he the have question, a question? The question is forthcoming. I'm just really slow. Okay. <laughs> so the question is, what are your thoughts on the Euros and Copa America tournaments so far? Do you have any predictions, any hot predictions, hot predictions for what will happen now? Or, I'm no sorry, hot. for what will happen moving forward, I should say. Right. I have no hot predictions. Uh, I've, I've watched what I can. Uh, as, as you know, there's some, there's some fairly significant things going on in my life that are taking, is taking my attention away from uh, the amount of soccer I would normally be consuming, mm-hmm. which stinks, but I'm watching what I can, and I'm enjoying what you know some of the craziness you know you've got goals being scored from you know center line and and all kinds of other you've got Ronaldo missing uh shots that he should absolutely make so I mean there's there's plenty going on and I, I'm loving what I'm seeing Garrett uh, Gary Southgate is uh you know looking dapper as always and England scoring in that. That's actually one of the ones I got to see because it was early on a Sunday. But point being is that I'm enjoying it. I don't have any hot predictions because my brain is fried from all kinds of other things. I'm curious what you have to say about the matter. Well, I'm going to disappoint both you and David Victor because I haven't seen a single second of the Euros or Copa America because I, too, have been insanely busy. Uh, there's a lot going on at the... Uh... Casa de Michael. It is, uh, you know, you know about my my music uh, newsletter that I launched, Michael's Record Collection. It's also a YouTube channel, and it, now it is also a podcast. So I launched the podcast this past week. I've been going back for, uh, you know, for when this started back in December, and putting interviews, turning them into podcasts. 
So I've done three of my old shows, put it, turned them into podcasts. But meanwhile, I'm still stockpiling new shows and I'm still creating new shows. And there's a new newsletter and a new YouTube video that drops the same day as this very podcast. And so I've been doing all of that. I have another interview tomorrow for an upcoming episode with a a guest I'm very excited about. So I'm, I'm hoping that... He shows up at the appointed time on Zoom because that one's going to be my biggest guest to date. And, uh, yeah, so it's been crazy um, in addition to, oh, yeah, running the mainland, um, <laughs> doing my own thing. Uh, you know, there's there's just a lot going on, so I haven't really what? had a chance to. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is I can't watch these games on the weekdays at all because I'm at work when they're on because they're in Europe. They're, you know, it's the middle of the day here. Yeah, yeah, I'm... Usually, if it's a Wednesday afternoon, I can catch a match. If it's Thursday, I can catch a match because those are my days off. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you, they frown upon me watching at work. Uh, yeah. We don't all have sports-related jobs like one David Victor. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. Uh, I'm going to try to get to, to watching some of these. I know the Copa games have probably been games that I could – there's probably been some Copa America games that I could have watched, but – you know, I do like to spend a little bit of time uh, with my family and my pets and my other hobbies. And, you know, I also didn't get to watch on Saturday because I also took a my first brewing class. Ooh. Yeah. So hopefully I will be, be able to brew my own beer soon, which will be nice. Uh, the only question I have is what's the what are you going to call it, and how is it going to be related to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some hard decisions. I think harder de- harder decision than deciding what beer to brew will be deciding what to name the beers that I brew. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be difficult. I don't have any idea. Like I'm I've already been struggling with what am I going to call it? What if it's an IPA? What if it's a lager? What if it's a Kolsch? You know, <laughs> what if it's a porter. What am I going to call all these things? I don't know. I don't and have those answers yet. As you mentioned, you're on you're on other podcasts, so somebody is going to have their feelings hurt if that first one is not you know named for that podcast. I guess you, your safe bet is to do something with Michael's record collection because that's just you. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's probably going to be something obscure that maybe I only I would find funny <laughs> but or, or interesting <laughs> but but you know that's that's just what it is and also uh if that wasn't enough Saturday was also record store day so um so I wow. made a trip to to the record store so we yeah, have, we have gone far afield of David Victor's questions we, we have but I'm just explaining why I haven't seen the euros in Copa America and I also don't think we have a whole lot of questions this week so we don't, because we don't have anything <laughs> in Twitter, so... Okay, so there's nothing in Twitter, so that's it. That's our mailbag for this week. Thank Way you, go, David. Thank you, David, and congratulations to you and Katie. Yes. Uh, let our our continued um, congratulatory words to you on this podcast, recorded for posterity, f- to, to live on forever, be our first gift to you. Indeed, that, and we also want to make sure that you will you know, be getting waxed before the ceremony because you want to look good. Yeah, so is, is it time to renew that already? Yeah, it's got to be, right? I guess. Katie, let us I know. Yeah, I don't know how long it takes that stuff to grow back. Maybe Katie can give us an update. <laughs> <laughs> the update nobody but us wants 
<laughs> you know, if she could send that to us, that'd be great. And we'll, and we'll just, see you. <laughs> just like that, we went from very, very nice and kind to our normal selves. Yeah, I mean, it's in our nature. It's the it's the old scorpion and the turtle. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> scorpion and the frog, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I've heard it both ways, so either way. Okay. Either way, oh, it's whatever. the scorpion that's like, you know, it's his nature, you know. Yeah, it's his nature. All right, Indeed. so we got nothing in Twitter, so there's two ways, again, you can ask us anything. Uh, so get your questions in for next week, because it's already going to be a long show, so we may as well make it a good full two hours. <laughs> Why our, not? Yeah, so email us at themainland at gmail.com. That's one way. And another way you could do it is you can uh, hit us up on Twitter, at the mainland is our Twitter account, and use the hashtag AskTMLPC. And... You know, also you could uh, hit us up on iTunes and leave us a five star review and uh, a rating and review, and we'll we'll read it on the air. And yeah. because stupid Apple changed their their podcast um, app, I'm not finding it easy to get to uh, a show that I don't have a show waiting for me on anymore. So it's uh, I'm not even looking right now. I'm not even looking. I will if you if you sent one in, I'll read it next week. And we will give you credit for being on the 250th. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. All right. So that is all for the mailbag. And there's not really much to say. I mean, we already talked about the Pride hosting Gotham on Sunday. We talked about them then traveling to Kansas City for Wednesday. We we just have only one thing left to do, Dave. You know what that is. I do. Key matchups and predictions. Let's start with our long, arduous road trip to Toronto. What do you see happening in the, uh, you know, the the chilling frost of uh, the land up north, the Great White North <laughs> of downtown Orlando, and, uh, and and what's your score prediction? Uh, if that's the uh, if that's the Great White North, then that means I'm at the Arctic Circle um, up here in Tallahassee. So, what do I see happening? Uh, I'm there's, I've got some thoughts as far as. Strikers go, obviously no Josie. We don't know if Daryl's going to be back. Um, well, we know he's we back. A, we don't know if well, Oscar will put him right in. Be, right, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, we have Brandon Austin in goal, so there's changes there. I think the key is really going to be the defense, our defense, helping Brandon out, making sure that he's comfortable in the match and blunting Toronto's attack wherever it's coming from. So pushing things out to the outside like they've been able to do and making things easier for, for Brandon Austin. As far as a score prediction, I'm going to go with 2-1 because I think Orlando scores early, but then I think maybe Daryl comes on late and he can't help himself and he adds another goal. So you're saying 2-1 to Orlando? Yes, 2-1 win. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup. We will find out more on Thursday when uh, when Oscar has his uh, press conference, his pre-match press conference. We'll see if we can get some answers as to what the plan is with Daryl. How has he been integrating back into the team? Does he think um, maybe off the bench? Does he think maybe he'll start? Um, you know, these are all all questions that are, are everybody's going to be wanting to know the answers to because – you know, it's not like Daryl's not in form. I mean, Daryl's been he's been playing, he's fit, mm-hmm. he just played for the US and scored a goal. 
Um, so fitness is, shouldn't be an issue. And, and, you know, I mean, if you got a Daryl DK and you don't know how much longer you're going to have them, stick them out there on the field, man. That's what I say. So, yeah. Key matchups are going to be very interesting uh, for this game. You know, normally I would just say that what I said last time was that the, can the fullbacks win the battle against those wingbacks for Toronto pushing up uh, Richie Larea especially. Um, but they did a pretty good job, I thought, on the last time, and I think they should have, you know, more healthy guys, more healthy bodies this time. I, I think Juan should be back. I think, you know, Zhao should be able to start. So I think they'll be in a little bit better position that way. Uh, and then, of course, when you you know factor in the fact that uh, Toronto will not be at full strength on the left side because they're going to be missing their DP. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I I think that that's not no longer the key matchup for me. I think now the key matchup is, uh, and by the way, it's Soteldo. It's it's not Soltado or Soltado, <laughs> but you know it's been a it's been a rough week for both of us. Um, so you know if if you've already sent me the angry email, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna open your your apology. I'm not gonna open your premature. You know, sorry I was premature in in roasting you for saying Soltado Soltado. Uh, so anyway. Back on track. I think that the key matchup for me is going to be the opposite. Can Orlando score goals against that back line? Last time these two teams played, I thought that their center backs played a really, really solid game. And I thought for the most part their fullbacks played a really solid game, even though, you know, Mitchell Tierney said he was a little concerned that, you know, Orlando would be able to get in behind those those fullbacks and, and create problems with, you know, through Chris Mueller. Um should be interesting. Have a Nani back. Um, we don't know, you know, what things are going to look like. These guys have been off for a couple of weeks, like uh, Alicia said. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. But I, I'm really excited to see Brandon Austin play. I'm excited to see uh, possibly Udi Rossell get some minutes. Um, and uh, really excited that Daryl DK may be on the field on Saturday night. So, um you know, I, I I'm gonna get to my score prediction, and I, I had already made up my mind. So when you said two one, uh, I was like, oh crap, he took my score. But I'm gonna stick with it and say two to one. Also, um, you know, maybe Brandon Austin gives up an early goal, uh, being nervous a little bit, maybe, or maybe there's a a miscommunication with the between the new goalkeeper and some some somebody on the defense, and then. You know, and, and Toronto's got some potent players. Even without Josie, they've got some some real talent. Uh, so they have some guys that with the ability to score goals, and will hopefully not score more than one. And then I think the Lions may become roaring back, especially if if Daryl comes off the bench. I think, uh, especially also if if Pareja starts uh, Mueller and then brings Vanderwater in and and DK off the bench. I think that would be potentially a crazy you know amount of energy for the end of a game. Yeah, can you imagine Vandewater's delivery into Daryl DK in the box? Man, salivating just thinking about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that connection. Um, also, uh, we got to talk about the San Jose Earthquakes. We just got a, a crash course on the Quakes. What do you see? What do you think is going to happen? Key matchup for you and 
score prediction. All right, so I think that, uh, you know, it's a home match, uh, this time at Explorer Stadium, which is nice. And uh, as we learned, you know, they have a, a, a pressing attack. It's an odd pressing attack. But being able to break out, create those counterattacks, which this will be the second game. So I think we will see DK start by then. And if you have... We we saw his ability to get in behind defenses on a on a breakaway type play in that last U.S. match. I think that's where Orlando City has the the ability to do that with him coming back. Whether or not they're able to break that initial press or not, that will be the key. He'll be up there. He'll be the outlet. They got to get through it and get the ball to him. Uh, as far as the score goes, I think that. Both teams will have found their legs a little bit. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw with San Jose. All right. San Jose comes to town. I'm thinking, for me, the key matchup is going to be in the middle of the field, the midfield for San Jose. They've got Jackson Yule. They've got Cade Cowell. They've got Remedy. Um, And I think that's a pretty solid group there. Uh, Orlando will have to get through those lines. I, I don't know if it's a plus or minus for Orlando because they did not do well against DC's press, but at the same time they were missing some guys and now they've seen DC's press. And even though San Jose's isn't exactly the same, um, you know, maybe they'll have some idea how to play through it. And, uh, but at the same time, maybe not because they struggled with it, like I said. (laughs) So that's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. The stylistic matchup is going to be, key can you know which team can impose their will on the other team because Orlando City did not impose their will on DC United at all in that earlier matchup so they're going to have to be a little bit better and and the what I like about the the Lions in a game against a team that man marks is that they got guys that work hard and if you work hard relentlessly for the entire time you're on the field it is easier to lose your mark than, you know, guys that are more static and more stagnant. Um, I also think Nani will have some things to prove coming back from his suspension. Um, It would not shock me if Nani got a hat trick and then made some kind of weird gesture that, you know, indicates (laughs) I'm back and, you know, how dare you suspend me kind of thing. Um, Yes. But we'll see how it goes. I'm going to predict a 2-2 draw. I think that... um, you know, San Jose is just a chaos team. And even if you lead late by two, they can somehow put two quick ones in the back of the net. Um, they're bound to get a goal sooner or later. Again, they've only scored one in their last four, but they've had this whole break to work on that. Um, Wondolowski is not a guy you typically right. shut out for multiple games. And um, and I think you can get at their defense. So I think, yeah, 2-2 two, two seems right to me. Uh, it won't make a lot of people happy because people are like, oh, they're a terrible team. you only going to draw... They're still above the playoff line in the West, so uh, and they're a team that waxed DC four to one. Yeah, and these are predictions. Yeah, it's predictions. We do our best, but yeah. go back and listen to you know, however <laughs> you know, two hundred fifty podcasts. We we, uh, we only uh, we're only right part of the time. Yeah, I, and I'm not saying that people would get mad about my prediction. I think they, they would. I think there'll be people grumbling if it ends up in a 2-2 draw. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, that may be true. Because, you know, some people winning every game 
is the only is the only uh, real acceptable result, and it has to be by like five goals. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's not realistic. Yeah, it seems a little unrealistic. Yes. All right, Dave. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we get on out of here? Nah, man, I'm good. Uh, other than happy 250th to you, my podcasting partner. Yeah, it's been a it's been a lot. It feels yeah. like I've done them all in the last week. <laughs> but it's felt that way for me too. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks again to Alicia Rodriguez who filled in at the as a guest at, at the very last moment. Like I'm not kidding you. Dave and I were talking and doing the first segment while I was still setting up the interview. So uh, thanks to her for, for popping in on short notice and telling us about San Jose earthquakes. I was, I was going to blow off the guest this week because we, we had just seen Toronto a couple games ago. And then right before signing on, I went, Oh no, this team plays again before we broadcast again. <laughs> I better see if I can get somebody to talk about the the, the quakes. So uh, she came to the rescue and always a very knowledgeable writer. Oh, I yeah. enjoy I enjoy uh, following her on Twitter and uh, she's funny and she's you know she's a good analyst of soccer, both men's and women's. So uh, big thanks to Alicia for coming on and. Um, and like I said, saving my bacon because I was uh, I was not paying attention to to how many games that the team actually had this week. So and I'm uh, probably the most professional guy in mainland podcasting history for nothing. Yeah, they don't really call me much of anything that you could actually <laughs> say on the air. Um, but I'm I'm not sure why. I don't know. Perhaps it's a mystery that will never be solved. Dave, you and I will reconvene next week. We will discuss. Orlando City's two games against Toronto and uh, then when they get back home against San Jose. And uh, we will, of course, then be able to uh, preview the Miami game. And, uh, man, it just does – it just it's, – it's a busy time of year. Of course, with Pride, we'll have two games as well that we'll have to talk about. Uh, or we get to talk about, not have to. Talk. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, we have to talk about. No, we get to talk about the pride. We like talking about the pride this year. They've been good. Yeah, um, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we'll of course uh, have to uh, a little bit, maybe a preview of the first game against the Houston Dash coming up. This is a an important uh, two game road swing coming up for the Pride, and then of course they'll be home for the Fourth of July against those Courage, those that North Carolina Courage. On uh, on what I believe is being called at Exploria Stadium Scott Carnavale Day. I that sounds right. Uh, I'm sure that we'll get the presser on that any day now. Yeah. So we've got a lot to going on. We'll also have U.S. Women uh, against Nigeria. That will be tonight. If you're getting this podcast on the day it drops, uh, we'll have that to talk about. And then, of course, a send-off series coming up against Mexico. And then, Dave. The internationals are gone again for the Olympics. <laughs> and if you think you're tired now, wait till you're getting up for these Olympic games because yeah. Tokyo is pretty far away. I don't know if you know exactly where Japan is, but it's, it's far. I've seen it on a map before. <laughs> so I'm seeing game times uh, such as 4.30 a.m. against Sweden, 7.30 a.m. against New Zealand, <laughs> 
and 4 a.m. against Australia in the group stage. Okay. I guess the good news is I'll get to watch the entire match before I have to go to work. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned about my health that week. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, those two weeks, I'm a little concerned. Uh, the Saturday one is no problem. Uh, but a 4.30 a.m. Wednesday game and a 4 a.m. Tuesday game, man, I don't have enough. I don't have enough uh, paid time off to uh, to put in for those days. <laughs> I'm gonna have to uh, hook up my my sound ending headphones to the TV so I don't wake anybody else up. Yeah. Also coming up right about that same time, the Gold Cup. Because why not? And the U.S. men will be playing a team to be announced and Martinique. Um, and Gold Cup games will actually also uh, be taking place here. So that means that the times will be a little bit better that then? That means I'll probably be at the damn stadium again. <laughs> well, there are worse things to do than to go and watch the U.S. men's national team. No, no, these, won't, at- be the, these won't be the U.S. men's games, though. These are the, the games that are here for the Gold Cup. The U.S. are not playing here. But, uh, no. you know, like, it's like I forget. I like it's like Jamaica, Suriname, and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a, as I always say, Osaka is better. Yeah, but I need to sleep sometime and do other <laughs> things. This is, and 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 our our staff actually shrunk this year. It was already too small. You know that brings up something I wanted to mention earlier in the <laughs> podcast, and, and I didn't. As we've mentioned, you know, Scott Carnavale moving on. That means that there is an opening for several of you out there to come on board, join the fun. Trust me, it's if you listen to us and you think we're having fun, I promise you, you can have that much fun as a part of the staff. The Slack channel is a hoot and I will make sure that uh, everybody is nice to you. Yeah, Dave will make sure of it. Actually, I don't think we have anybody that's really kind of belligerent on the staff anymore, except for me. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't want to come out and say it, but that's kind of what I was implying. But, you know, yeah. Way to go. Yeah, I, I I think it's great. I think it's a great staff. I think it's a great um, group, and uh, I am honored to be among them, and I, I hope you would like to join us. So go to themainland.com. And uh, you can there's a there's a post that's pinned a, a few down, and I think it's just called Join the Mainland. And you can go there and find out all the things that you can do. And if you can talk about soccer, you could probably write about soccer because most people can, you know, scratch out some some kind of a story. You've, we all had to write in school, right? We had to do essays and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll so do that and. Uh, or if you just know what you want to do already and you don't even need to go check that out, just write us, uh, themainland at gmail.com and say, hey, I'm interested in joining the staff and, you know, how do I get involved? And, uh, you know, we, we usually just ask people to, to write a fan post or send us some examples of their writing and and then, uh, you know, as long as it's, it's like, you know, legible, and, and you know, we generally invite <laughs> people to join us. So, um, yeah, show us what you, so show us what you got. You know, every time you read our our site and you say, "Oh, I could do better," show us. Come on, come do better. Yeah. 
Bring it. Yeah. Bring it on, man. All right. That'll do it for episode 250. Congrats, Dave. We made it to 250. Um, maybe try to put something together for 300. Maybe we'll put a, a, an extravaganza together for 300. Maybe I'll have energy by then. Who knows? Uh, but uh, thanks again to Alicia Rodriguez, and we will see you next time. Uh, find Dave at Mainland Dave on Twitter. I'm at Mainland Michael, and the site is at the Mainland. And you can like us on Facebook. You can read our stuff at themainland.com. Uh, you can go on to uh, Apple Music, or iTunes, whatever you want to call it, and uh, leave us a star rating. If it's a five-star rating and you write a review, we read that on the air, too. So lots of ways you can get involved. doesn't cost you anything. Lots of ways you can help us out, help us get seen by more people, raise our profile. And, um, you know, like I said, it's free. We don't, have a, we don't have a Patreon. This is the only way you can help us. <laughs> well, I mean. But it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't doesn't cost us anything. So, uh, or doesn't cost you anything. Doesn't cost us anything either. All right, that'll do it. We'll be back next week, uh, Dave. I, on behalf of you, I'm gonna just do what I always do at the end and say, "Go City, go Pride, go U.S. National Team."